Sonic. Laconic. The show where we supersonic race our way through each episode of the 1993-94 Sonic the Hedgehog animated series, colloquially known as Sonic Sat AM. I am Alberto. And I'm Ida. Today we're watching the episode Blast to the Past. Part 1. When did it release? It says on there. October 1st, 1994. That was a long time ago. That's back when I was only five years old. It was old. just a wee lad. Mm-hmm. A little whippersnapper. Mm-hmm. You were not five years old. I, I was only five. I couldn't. Oh, I get it. Couldn't do anything. No, you could do a lot. You could beat Robotnik at that age. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, listener. Should I read this? Read what? Okay. <clears throat> now it's time for us to read the plot summary to you. I wrote it this time. Now it's time for our first segment, Plot Summary. After sending two extras to their deaths, Sally ruminates over her plan-making abilities. Sonic brags about how he could have defeated Robotnik as a five-year-old, and then Dulcie is like, well, good thing time travel is possible and I know how to do it. Sally is skeptical, however, stating that time travel is impossible. How many exclamation points are there? Four exclamation points. That's all? Yep. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Five minutes later, Sonic and Sally have successfully traveled back in time. They immediately meet their annoying adolescent selves and discover that Julian Robotnik is staging a coup that very night. How many exclamation points are there? Quite a few. Maybe 14? It's hard to tell them Ooh, wee, that's a lot of exclamation points. Then, all of Sonic's stupid baby friends show up to act annoying, Snively has hair, and Robotnik busts through the royal palace with a blimp and takes over. <laughs> to be continued. Thank you for pronouncing over as I spelled it. Uh-huh. Over. Over. Well, I thought this was one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Well, I did not. How come? I don't like this show. The whole show? Okay, not that. I don't think this show is good. <laughs> oh, oh, I meant out of the show. Okay, well, I still don't think it's good. I thought this one was very well thought out. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> it was dramatic. Uh-huh. It had some backstory. Yeah. It drew up many questions, as it always does. Yeah. I thought it was good. It held my attention a lot. So one of my first questions is, was Sally's adult voice different? Because at the beginning, she sounded weird. When she's like, oh, my plan. How did these two random people we've never seen before get roboticized? I don't think their voices were different. She sounded Her weird. voice. Hmm. Of course, it was a different child voice. It wasn't her doing a kid voice, which I expected. Like... The adults to be doing kid voices? Yeah, I thought Jaleel White would want to flex his voice acting muscles. He's d- He did it later in Sonic Underground. He voices like every character. And they are some good voices. <laughs> wink, wink. Have you heard his female voice? I think no. I think I've done it on this show before. You've imitated Jaleel White's Where you female like, voice. Hey, I'm a girl now. Uh, you can talk because I'm talking like this. 
think you have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dulcie wasn't that annoying in this one. Dulcie was not that annoying in this one because she was not in it for very long. She was like a pivotal part of the plot, Alberto. She knew about these time stones. Okay, so the crew was like, man, we should have we should have gotten ahead of Robotnik and defeated him before he took over. And then Ova. And then Sally's like, we couldn't have. We were literally five years old. So we got to deal with it. And Dulcie's like, no, you don't. You can go back in time. There's these time stones that are in a castle in the sky. A floating castle, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not real. And then she's like, yeah, it is. I've seen it. And then they go there. <laughs> and then Sonic almost gets them killed, jumping off this little floating island. Dulcie saves the day. See, she was in- integral to the plot. And then they go into this, like, castle and get trapped in there. And solve a riddle. Here's the riddle. We will say it, then we'll pause, and you try to think of the answer. You have it written down, right? You're not expecting me to have it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. What? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what passes, but never... What is it? I thought it had something to do with a river. Oh, isn't it like... Wait, it rhymes with it the flows. next thing. <laughs> there were like three parts. No. What rhymes with watch? Uh, swatch. So I think it rhymes. What plat passes but never flees? Why don't we make sure we have this right? Oh, 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 I remember. What passes but never flees? I don't think that's right. What is watched, often watched, but never seen? Then there's something about fear. When there's... A lot of it, it brings boredom. When there's a short amount of it, it brings fear. Was that it? I hope so. <laughs> and there's this big giant owl asking them this riddle. Like a floating head. So they can get the time stones. And then, you know what the answer is? Put in a little a little musical interlude so they have time to think. Okay, you know what the answer is? It's the answer to, like, 50% of all riddles. (laughs) Time. (gasps) I never would have thought of that. Hey, you know what? You know what the other 50% of riddles are? What? Spelling, having something to do with how the word is spelled. Like, no E, there's no E in this word, or, you know, something like that. That's only on the weekend puzzle or whatever it's called on NPR. We talk about NPR way too much. <laughs> well, they were making jokes on NPR today about Bed Bath & Beyond. <sighs> they were like, we don't know what's beyond for Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> anyway, Sonic. Bed Bath & Beyond declared bankruptcy. Oh, I didn't know that. You should have listened to NPR. I didn't. Anyway, Sonic. So they travel back in time. And Sonic very narrowly misses messing it up. I don't understand how he didn't mess it up because they did not follow the directions. Yeah, how come they didn't turn into like giant chili dogs? Here are the directions. The giant floating owl said, you have to synchronize your thinking and then you'll travel back in time. So they're like, okay, the royal fountain in 32 whatever. No, they're not. Sally's like, thinking some of us can do that okay well 
anyway, the next thing that happens is exactly what I just said. <laughs> then they're like, okay, let's think about the Royal Fountain in 32 whatever. And then Sonic is like, 32 chili dogs. <laughs> but, like, you can't just say the year. Yeah, I don't know. They ended up outside a chili dog place, I guess. But based on what happens later, they know the dates of when this coup happened. So you'd think they'd say a specific date that is before that exact day. Yeah. And not like 20 minutes before, like when they actually get there. Well, at first they were like, oh, we have a week. And then they were like, oh, actually it happens today. That just goes to show that Sally is really actually bad at making plans. It's Nicole who's good at things. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of that plan at the beginning, what was the plan? They said, okay, horse and bear, you zipline into the base. And then 15 <laughs> seconds later, I counted, they are caught. And then like 20 seconds later, they're robots. <laughs> and then Sally's like, oh man, I should have put guards here, here, and here. That would not have done anything. They would have gotten caught too. They would have also been roboticized. Ridiculous. But anyway, back to... Year 3249 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so little Sonic and Sally were running around together. Princess Sally, she was just allowed to just, what, run around with all these little kids? Yeah, with like these little street rats. Yeah. What's the word with I'm trying to think of? A little, uh... Ramekins. <laughs> <laughs> little blueberry muffins. Ramekins? <laughs> Would that be a good cat name? Blueberry muffin? Ramekin. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Rammy. Kinkin. Let's stay on topic. <laughs> Ruffians? That's what I was thinking of. Commoners? Plebeians? Uh, plebeians. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. She would probably not be allowed to do that. But I guess she was. But also, like, did... Uh, okay, I was thinking, like, oh, did this timeline change? Because Sonic was thinking about chili dogs. But I don't think it did. I think it maybe changed. Or maybe it didn't. Because the kids found out about that there was going to be a coup. And they ran away. You'd think it would change when, like, two seconds after they show up, they're like, hello, Uncle Chuck, we're time travelers. <laughs> And Sir Charles is like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) But then when child Sonic and Sally show up, Sonic's like, hi, I'm Juice. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic's like, okay. And neither little Sally nor little Sonic question that these adults look exactly like them. Aren't even like, oh, you look like my dad or something. And Sonic and Little Sonic, well, Sonic and Juice have some friendly competition. And they eat some chili dogs. Mm-hmm. And you know how many chili dogs appeared in this episode? How many? Five. You know how I know that? You counted. Well, I did after I went to this episode's page on the Sonic Wiki, and it lists that five chili dogs appeared in this episode. <laughs> That's important to know, yeah. So, we finally got to see... King Acorn. Mm-hmm. He looks like a little bear. I think he's supposed to be a squirrel. Oh, isn't Sally a chipmunk? That's what we thought, but remember I sent you that picture of the Sonic comic that said she was a squirrel? 
Uh, no. And King Acorn definitely has a big squirrel tail. But didn't he have, like, little bear ears? Rotor had little bear ears, and he's a walrus. Yeah. So I don't think it makes any difference what kind of ears he has. What are you, sulking? Yeah, I was being a little bear. <laughs> oh, we didn't even reveal the big seat. No, I was... Oh, we revealed it in the summary, I forgot. That Snively has hair? That Dr. Robotnik's name is Julian. And that's not canonical. That's not correct, canonically. His name is Ivo. Ivo Robotnik? Yeah, not Julian. Yeah, it can't be just like his secret undercover name, because Snively calls him Uncle Julian. What did you think of Dr. Robotnik's outfit in this episode? He looked pretty fresh. What was he wearing? Like he had a... that big hat. Oh, yeah. His head looked weird. One thing about him supposedly not being evil yet, I mean, in everyone else's view, he has he still has those black eyes with the little beady red Glowing red, yeah. <laughs> he I still, also noticed that. He still has an evil-sounding voice. He's always like, yes. <laughs> so you think someone would have known... You, wouldn't you know, be a huge shock to everyone. They're trying to not judge people based on their first assumptions. They're like, yeah, he has glowing red <laughs> eyes <laughs> and he growls at you, but maybe he's a good guy. <laughs> he's only trying to overthrow the military. <laughs> what was his plan? What was what King Acorn signed off on? Well, they said he ended the war. Oh, with who? I don't know, somebody. And then... It was like, shut down the whole military was yeah, the plan. Yeah, and he was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> but then, ten minutes before the coup is supposed to happen, Snively's like, oh, we still haven't outfitted the P-spots with their laser cannons yet. <laughs> <laughs> the P-spots? <laughs> What else do we have to say about this episode? Let me check my notes. Blue streak speeds by. Okay, I have one piece of trivia. Ooh. That, that, it's not really trivia. It's just something that happened in the episode that I know the writers were like, ooh, we'll put this in. This is so clever. At the beginning, during the big action scene, Sonic runs into some flying swap bots. And then they're like, I'll intruder and he's like what you've never heard of saying hello and then when they travel back to the past these same robots fly up to them and they're like hello (laughs) (laughs) so they've done away with pleasantries Mm -hmm. throughout this revolution all right what else we got um Uncle Chuck invented the roboticizer, but then he was like, uh, this is actually, like, the evilest thing ever. <laughs> Let me just, like, turn it off, I guess. I think he said he destroyed it. Oh, but he didn't destroy the plans? But then Robotnik took the plans. Mm-hmm. He was inventing it to help old people live longer. Mm-hmm. But it took away their free will. <laughs> How can it do that? How does that happen? <laughs> you know... If you can turn a human or a living thing into a robot, a lot of things are possible. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Had we learned that he invented the roboticizer before? Yeah. He invents everything. He's the only inventor in the in Mobitropolis. That's what it's called, right? When... That's what it used to be called. Now it's Robotropolis. 
It's a good thing that it was only one letter away. Oh, um, so Sally, adult Sally, goes to meet her dad. Mm -hmm. And first, I mean, she looks exactly like she did when she was five. But her dad is like, oh, is this true? She's wearing the royal ring. Princess Sally, what is our secret family code we hold ourselves to or whatever he says Mm -hmm. and the code like of whatever is like do everything with honor (laughs) it's like so simple it's so silly sally clearly had trouble remembering it i think she was overcome with emotion Mm. she was crying yeah she hadn't seen her dad in like who knows how long and she doesn't know if he's dead or alive but king acorn also just accepted that time travel exists with no question well you know he said this has got to be my daughter i gotta trust her and then the walls got smashed in (laughs) immediately after that so immediately after sally says i gotta tell you julian is planning a coup and then he smashes in like the kool-aid man (laughs) but with, like, a bunch of little ships. With a blimp (laughs) on wheels. (laughs) Come on, didn't you read my summary? Yeah. And what happens, he says, Welcome to Robotropolis. You know he was practicing that in the mirror for weeks. (laughs) And by this time, he has his usual outfit on. Mm -hmm. He was in the mirror like... Okay, should I say, welcome, robot, un- my, welcome, new robot underlings. No, no, no. Welcome to Robo City. Mm, no, no, no. Hmm. Okay, where are we? Where are we? Mobotropolis. So he went, okay, Mobotropolis. Let's see. Bobotropolis, Cobotropolis, Dobotropolis, <laughs> Eobotropolis. Robotropolis. Perfect. <laughs> Isn't that what you do when you are trying to come up with rhymes? You just go through the alphabet? Yeah. Alberto, Smalberto. Did you come up with a one-sentence summary? I sure did. My summary, one-sentence summary, is um, live with honor. No, it's not, because I don't remember what their actual thing was. It was only like three words. Okay, what's yours? Well... We didn't actually discuss this thing that happened in the episode, so I'll have to explain. So, back when Kid, Sonic, and Sally first show up at the Chili Dog Stand, they're arguing. And they're arguing over how gross Sonic is eating all these chili dogs. And they're going back and forth, and they're like, uh, well, you're disgusting times two. Well, no, I'm not. No, you're disgusting times a million. And then Sally says, well, E equals MC squared. Disgusting. <laughs> what? <laughs> so here's my one sentence summary. This show is E equals MC squared bad. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Well, you know, they were doing math. Yeah. And then there's a number in there. Yeah. Squared. E implies MC a number. Squared. Listeners, tweet us if you know what E equals MC squared means. If you're in third grade, you might not know yet. So ask your mom or dad or other guardian. Do you know third graders that are listening to this? No. Okay. But that's our that's who watches Sonic. Are we in third grade? Yeah, listeners, we're in third grade. I just Right now, we're in class right now. I was practicing cursive earlier today. 
I was learning my multiplication tables. Except they never taught me 12, so I'll just never know those. 12, 24, 36. Well, yeah, I can go in order. But they should have taught me. Okay, well, what's 12 times 6? 72. What's 12 times 4? 48. What's 12 times 9? 108. What's 12 times 1? Let's see. 10 times 1 is 10, and 2 times 1 is 2, so it must be 12. Yep, it's 12. 12 times 12. 144. You got it. Well, you only answered two. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about what we think is going to happen in the next episode. I didn't give my one-sentence summary. I thought you said live with honor or whatever. Uh, that's not my real one. My real one is... If you ever time travel and you see yourself, don't worry. Just go up and talk to them because it doesn't matter at all. Just pretend that your name is Juice and you'll be all good. (laughs) It's the only disguise you need. Okay, now let's discuss what we think is going to happen in the next episode. Okay, so at the end, the crew of little kids is like, we don't know what's going on, but something's going on because they're all stressed, but they won't tell us what's happening, so we're going to run away and find out. Ten seconds later, captured by the robots. So, I think this is going to be their first ever battle as the Freedom Fighters. Mm. Sonic... Is promoting child soldiers. <laughs> um, they're gonna have to crawl through the air ducts and some, um, what is that called? Uh, Sidle against the wall. Button mash the buttons. Oh, not sidle against the wall. They're gonna have to sidle against the wall. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have to zip line. But then the f- the freedom fighters from the future are going to have to fail at their task because this is not the last episode of the series. Oh, so yeah. they're everything's going to have to go back to how it was before this episode. Yeah. By the end, I don't know how that's going to happen though. Probably something stupid. It was all a dream. <laughs> oh, we already did that, right? Did they? I don't think so. What happened in that Halloween Antoine one? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. What about the other Halloween one? Sonic's Nightmare? Remember that one? Oh, not really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I think he was dreaming about something in that one. Well, yeah, that's when he was, like, he was uh, scared of his intellectual value <laughs> to the team. Wasn't good enough. All right, well, that's about all we've got. wonder what, what music I'm going to use to be the fade out. Because I don't think we referenced anything. About Jeopardy. <laughs> Remember when what I said Jeopardy? Give the listeners time to think of their answer. Oh, I was to the planning on cutting that part out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twilight Zone. No, no, that wasn't the right note. <laughs> what note was that? <laughs> well, isn't there like a... Like a, <laughs> like that in the Twilight Zone song. Probably. <laughs> like a. That's all we've got for you, folks. Here, let me do my Twilight Zone. Yeah, intro do it again. again. <laughs> we've got all day. <laughs> for... don't, definitely don't have to be at book club in forty-six minutes. That's a long time. That's true. <laughs> okay. Are you planning on taking 46 minutes to do this? (laughs) I'm going to do a whole episode of The Twilight Zone. (laughs) Commercials, too. Yeah.
Okay, do your Rod Serling impression. <laughs> well, what does he say first? You're the one doing it. <laughs> do you tune into the Twilight Zone and then Rod Serling says, what are my lines? <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. That's why I watch it. He goes, and this is NPR. It's the Twilight Zone. You're bad at this. We're we're finished now. Goodbye, <laughs> listeners. Over. Over.